The New Orleans Pelicans are undefeated since the All-Star break and are really starting to gel. Let's break down what they continued to do well in the big win over the Sacramento Kings. Plus, we get a good Zion Williamson update as well. It's the Thursday episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, back with you all after a day off after Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras Day. I hope you had a wonderful carnival. I'm ready to detox for a couple of days and just kind of chill. And no better way to ease into all of that, really, than the Pelicans getting a very big win over the Sacramento Kings, blowing them out 125-95 to go 3-0 after the All-Star break, undefeated. The vibes around the team are excellent. You saw Pelicans players out at Mardi Gras 2. We saw Jose Alvarado on TV with Fletcher Mackle of WDSU and Sharif Ishak as well when they were wearing Jose Alvarado jerseys. He just wanted to show up and be a part of it. I told you guys the story of how I saw Willie Green out at one of the parades too. It's awesome. The team's winning. Things are really starting to come together. And this game so far is a bit of a culmination of all of that. So we're going to talk about how Brandon Ingram was cooking, why he was able to cook, the offense overall, and then the job Willie Green has done. The rotations have been good, putting players in position to succeed. And then we'll dive into the Zion Williamson update. Is there a chance he plays this year? I don't know, but either way, it's nice to get a positive update. So thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. No one else coming to you all like this five days a week, breaking down all the good around this team right now. Trust me, their team on the rise in sole possession as of the moment I'm recording this of 10th in the Western Conference and basically just ended the Kings chances for the play in tournament. And it feels like they're coming for nine in the Los Angeles Lakers. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts because you want to be along for the ride as well. So big story out of this game. Brandon Ingram, a freaking killer, right? This guy was unguardable in this one. 33 points on the night, and he did that after missing a chunk of the third quarter after having to go to the locker room and get two stitches after basically a busted lip. And he came back and just was cooking. They started slow. This team started slow. Maybe a bit of a Mardi Gras hangover in the first quarter where they had six turnovers. But once Brandon Ingram got things going... This one, they just kind of cruised. He was 15 of 19 from the field. He only got to the line twice and only made one free throw. So to put up 33 points on 19 shots, you're going to do that basically without missing. 79% from the field before rounding up. That's an incredible performance for him. And I'd said in yesterday's show, this is arguably, and I said it on the radio much too, one of the biggest games of the season so far for New Orleans. You win this one, the Kings don't have a very realistic shot, given their schedule and given how well New Orleans would be playing, of going after the 10th spot in the playing seed. So you just eliminate a team gunning for what you also want. It's demoralizing what you did to the Kings there too. That's really excellent. Brandon Ingram to step up in the game and be the catalyst, the reason for that, 
is just Lanyap at this point, right? His shooting has been a little bit off this season. And it's been okay because he's transitioned a lot to being more of a playmaker. And he had six assists in this one. His passing has been excellent for the most part. But the shooting's down from previous years. But then he showed you in this game, he can turn it on when he needs to. And he's been putting in extra work after practices during the All-Star break. Working more with Fred Vincent to really get his shot to start falling. It did in this one. His three-point percentage is down this season. His field goal percentage is the second lowest of his career this season. And it's still pretty decent at 45%. But he knows that he needs to be better than that if the Pelicans want to get into the postseason. And he delivered in this one decisively. The mid-range game, killing it. Getting to the rim when he needed to. Stepping into his threes confidently. That's what you want to see out of the leader of this team, the best player on this team. And really, you're seeing the offense gel overall with him and C.J. McCollum no longer doing the you go, I go, you go, I go. There, there's more of a chemistry there. It's more fluid, and it was really exemplified by one play in particular in the first quarter. C.J. McCollum had the ball. He goes to the left side while he has that in his hands. Two guys go with him. Two defenders go with him because he's such a threat to score. It leaves Brandon Ingram as wide open as you've ever seen anyone. You saw Jonas Valanciunas dive towards the rim, picked up the other defender there, and it left Brandon Ingram with something like 10 feet of space to the nearest defender. CJ McCollum got on the ball, stepped into it, drained the three. Easiest three points he's probably ever had in his career. That's why CJ McCollum was such an important acquisition for this Pelicans roster. It gives them a dynamic score that they don't have or that they haven't had, at least at the guard position, and a guy that defenses need to pay attention to. I've long said you don't get shooters on this team to space the court for Zion Williamson because teams will rather defend Zion than close out on a shooter or leave an extra guy on the shooter. Zion is that good at the rim. But if you have a guy that can create offense with the ball in his hand, not a spot-up shooter, when CJ has the ball, you can't ignore him. Sometimes you need to send two at him, and that's what the Kings did. And he burned them and made them pay. Nine assists on the night for C.J. McCollum, taking advantage of the double teams being thrown his way, looking to find the extra man. And then when both B.I. and C.J. McCollum were taken away, they got the ball to Jonas Valanciunas. 17 points, 14 rebounds for him. Easy night down low with the space that those two guys were giving him to let him just cook one-on-one, -on -one, and we know that he can go out and score. It even banked in a three for the first points of the game, which was just really funny to see. You're seeing... Everything offensively, when it comes to these players, really start to click. There's a two-man game between CJ and Jonas Valanciunas. There's a two-man game between CJ and Brandon Ingram. There's a two-man game now between Brandon Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas, all unlocked because of the addition of CJ McCollum. As I just said, right, he's the type of guy that is going to be able to space the court if we ever see Zion this season. Or when we potentially see Zion Williamson next season, he is that dynamic of a player and very clearly capable of kind of being the primary lead guard that he never was in Portland. This offense looks frightening right now because of all of that. But there's another element that's made them really good as well. Let's talk about that and some of the other things that Willie Green has done for this team since the All-Star break with the changes that he said he was going to make and has absolutely so far this season delivered on. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. 
Football might be over for this season, but basketball, it's full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. We're getting towards March Madness, too. You want to get in on that action. So for the latest odds, totals, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's one-stop shop right there. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, soccer, whatever it is. If they play it, you can get odds on it over at BetOnline.net. So head to the website today or use your phone, your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. We're here free, free, and available five days a week. No one else coming to you like that, breaking down all the good, the high awesome vibes around this team right now and for your next listen check out the locked on now podcast nightly recaps of every nba game with analysis from our local experts it's free available wherever you get your podcast you could not get the context of a game and what was important in it just from looking at the box score over at nba.com you need the local experts who cover the team on a daily basis giving you the biggest takeaways locked on now does that quick and concise it's your one thing you need to listen to to be able to learn everything about what happened the night before in the nba All right, so we're talking about the Pelicans' win over the Sacramento Kings, 125-95, just steamrolling them, right? Once they got cooking, (coughs) things just went incredibly well. Again, led by the offense, Brandon Ingram with 33, CJ with 17. Herb Jones even got in on the action, making two threes, right? This was just a real fun night, 14 points for the rookie, who also played some excellent defense in this one, by the way. He had three blocks, two steals. Herb Jones, awesome. This is one of my favorite players on the team. I kind of love everyone on the team right now. Again, they're just so likable. After this game, right, I keep saying the vibes are high. There's really good chemistry here. You saw Brandon Ingram's giving his post-game interview, and Najee Marshall and Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy, who's been stuck on the bench and just was in Birmingham for two games, are like mean mugging for the camera as his bodyguard's going like this. You saw Najee actually keep the face together, and then Trey Murphy's just laughing. These guys all like each other. They're all having so much fun being out there and playing. You wish Zion Williamson was a part of that, and that's why it's been a little bit frustrating that he's away. This is easily, easily the most likable team New Orleans has had in terms of, like, you're a fan, you just want to root for these dudes. Since CP3, I don't know if any of the Anthony Davis teams were were this likable and or anything like that. This just group of guys is having so much fun. You even see it on the bench, right? After every made shot, every big play, they are jumping up and down going bananas. It's what you want out of these guys. It's so much fun because of that. And you're really starting to see things come together. And they're coming together a little bit quicker because head coach Willie Green said he was going to make some changes over the All-Star break and use that time to kind of really figure out what this team needed to do. Well, he'd settled on the rotation. We talked about that. Dropping Garrett Temple was a really big deal. Getting Jose Alvarado more minutes was a big part of it. And now you're seeing that really start to pay off. He kind of has a really good pulse on this team. What lineups to use and when and how to deploy players in a way that's going to make them really successful. And it worked in this one, too. To end the first quarter and to start the second quarter, he ran a lineup of Devontae Graham, Jose Alvarado, uh, Tony Snell, Najee Marshall, and Jackson Hayes. No Valanchunas, no Brandon Ingram, no C.J. McCollum. And that lineup worked incredibly well. Jackson Hayes popped off during that time. In about five minutes of game action, he scored nine points and really helped start to open the door for the Pelicans to get a big win. That sounds... If you were to tell me going into this game, and we hadn't seen this yet... 
that there would be a lineup out there without one of the Pelicans' current big three, right? Of Valanciunas, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. I'd say that's a terrible idea. One of them needs to be on the court, right? And yet, Willie Green goes and does this, and it works. It helps that you're playing the Kings, who don't defend at all. So I don't know if you could run this against some of the better teams. I don't know if you could do this against the Utah Jazz on Friday. But it worked. He had an, a feeling this one would work, used that lineup, and did a couple other lineups in, in switches like that. And it seemed to work. He really has a feel for what this team needs. And part of it is some of these lineups are pretty athletic or have a lot of energy to them. And that one certainly did. Najee Marshall, since he's been back in the rotation, clearly is trying to make the most of it. He's trying to get out there and score and do whatever he can to remain in the rotation. 17 points off the bench for him. We're back on the Najee Marshall train after he'd been just stuck on the bench all season long. Jackson Hayes being able to get out in transition a little bit and run and get easy looks down low using his athleticism is a big part of it. And after being one of the slower teams all season long in terms of pace, you're seeing early shot clock usage from this team. And this has to be something that he is, Willie Green has drilled into these guys. Because they hadn't done it all year. After taking advantage of all the Lakers turnovers and getting out and running and scoring in the fast break, right? They had 26 in that game, an insane number of turnovers. Well, the Sacramento Kings didn't. They had just 11 in this game. Yet New Orleans had 26 fast break points, right? They were trying to get out and run, not after, you know, turnovers, live ball turnovers by the Sacramento Kings, but after misses, getting the ball, pushing the pace, trying to get early offense, easy offense, efficient offense. This is a bit of a new element to them as the season has gone on, and it's clearly something Willie Green wants this team to be trying to do, and it's working. Their offense right now is insanely potent. You have multiple dynamic scores in Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum, you have a guy down low that can bang with the best of them in Jonas Valanciunas. You have a high-flying big man starting with Jackson Hayes, who's just springy. You have Herb Jones, who just forces some of these turnovers that lets you get into the fast break. You don't want to play this team right now. They're going to run. They're going to try and score. And it's one of the reasons why just watching this team, right? We saw I saw it on Twitter. I would say, this team's fun. This team is so much fun. Part of it's the good vibes, but part of it is it's just entertaining to go out and score 125 points and light up the scoreboard. That's what we want to see, right? And at 95 to 90 game isn't a fun game, even if your team wins. But putting up 125 and winning? Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And that's why you're probably enjoying this more. Even if the Pelicans were somewhere to have lost this game, you said, man, they're a fun team to watch. And you're really starting to see everything that they're doing and building towards start to come to fruition. And now, as I'm recording this in soul in soul spot of the tenth uh, of the tenth seed, you know they're going to be pushing for nine. They're going to be really pushing for nine to go after the Los Angeles Lakers, and that means that they are hosting a home playoff game for play play in tournament game however it is ever you want to call it they're not going to just be on the road but they're going to get a game in the smoothie king center and that's a really really big deal all right so coming up next let's talk about zion williamson wouldn't it be so nice to have him on this team how much fun would that be right now well we got a good update 
from the Pelicans when it comes to him. Let's break that down coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. The ever-increasing number of makes and models out there, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. And I work on my cars. It's a great way to save money. I enjoy doing it. I feel really good after doing it. Feel, you know, kind of manly in a sense, but it's also just doing the work and feeling great about what you're doing yourself. You know, I get a lot of parts. They're expensive. I want to save as much money as possible. And sometimes I want the right part. I don't want one that is just going to be whatever they have at the store because it's not going to be specific to your vehicle. That thing needs to fit a lot. And that means it's often not really going to work for what you need. That is a disastrous situation to be in. So you can avoid all of that and save money and time by going to rockauto.com. Look, you got it on your phone. It's in your pocket. It's right there. Don't choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. I'd replace a radiator in one of my, in the older car that I have. It was $175 cheaper at rockauto.com than it was at the chain auto parts store. It was also a significantly higher quality. The chain store knew that I would just have to buy that if I was there, right? No, I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to go to rockauto.com, get one that fits my car better, that's cheaper and better. So go to rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website, and it's super easy. You choose your make, your model, the year. You're going to see everything you could want in a really easy-to-use website. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the show, tell a friend about the show, and leave a five-star review with a comment. really helps keep this free in five days a week for y'all. And if you're having fun and you want to support this, make sure Pelicans fans are getting a show five days a week. Again, no one else doing that. Support the show by leaving a five-star review with a comment. So we got an update on Zion Williamson. As if, you know, the day after Mardi Gras, we're all kind of a little bit sleepy. We're a little bit tired. It's not always the most fun. This was a pretty fun one. A 30-point win over the Sacramento Kings, taking them out of the 10th spot race effectively. And then we get a good update on Zion Williamson. A positive update on Zion Williamson. And this comes straight from the Pelicans. I'm reading off their PR email here. Recent imaging showed improved bone healing of the fifth metatarsal in Zion Williamson's right foot. He will gradually progress to full weight-bearing exercise and basketball activities. He remains out indefinitely. This is important because we weren't sure if the bone was healing well. It's been a long time since we've kind of had an update. You know, I've said before, I believe the team wants him to have surgery and just kind of fix this foot. He doesn't want to have surgery on it for whatever reason. And so he went to Portland basically to try and, you know, go to Nike and see if he could do like physical therapy enough to try and make this better. And it didn't seem like that was working for a while. He got the injection of platelet rich blood in his foot to really try and help that as well. Well, it looks like all of that is starting to work and it's starting to heal and he can start the ramp up towards a return to play. It's going to take a while, right? He's not on full weight-bearing activities. He won't be for a while. Things like running, all of that. So this is not a quick process. There's 20 games to go. Will he make a return this season? I'm still skeptical of it. It's just nice to hear that there isn't more setbacks yet. There could still be in the future. 
This doesn't mean that he's going to be full on go and we'll see him at some point or that this is over with. But it means his foot at least is heading in the right direction. And again, we're high on this Pelicans team right now. We should be 3-0. and They look good, actually. They look like they're going to push the Lakers for ninth. You were to add Zion to that team, this team would be so much fun. This team would be scary good at that point. Not scary good, but you get what I'm saying. They'd be better than a play-in tournament team. And they're having so much fun. These guys really enjoy playing with each other. If this means Zion can get back to the team and be around them before the end of the season, maybe that helps melt some of the frostiness between him and the organization. Maybe he's there at practice watching these guys have an absolute blast. Sometimes that's infectious, right? You're there, you get caught up in the moment, it feels really great. That could be a really big thing towards helping him feel better about potentially being in New Orleans if there's, you know, thoughts in his head of wanting out, of not really caring so much about David Griffin because he doesn't have to deal with him as often and can just kind of deal with everyone else. Getting his foot healed and at least just getting him to the building in New Orleans around this team, that's going to help things, I think, more than anything else could at this point to make things really work. And I can tell you, he's been more communicative with the team since those comments by CJ McCollum, since JJ Reddick tore him apart. And basically he spent a week as a bit of a pariah in the news cycle. That seemed to kind of be mission accomplished for the Pelicans to an extent and get him kind of back into the fold, communicating with them, talking more, communicating with head coach Willie Green, which is a good thing. So with his foot healing and him being responsive, Things are maybe trending a little bit better in that regards with him. And that just gives us hope for potentially the end of the season, though, again, skeptical of that. But really, it just makes you think about what could be next season, particularly if this team does make the play in tournament and maybe even gets into the postseason as the eighth spot should they win those two games. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun the rest of the way. It's going to be quite a ride. So make sure you're a part of it by subscribing to Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day now make your second listen locked on nba locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the nba every monday through friday in less than 30 minutes i'm there every wednesday breaking it all down it's free and available five days a week wherever you get your podcast as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with you all tomorrow